Hello, all you beautiful misfits and rejects. Thank you for joining me today. In today's episode, I sat down with Yazi Rashid. You might remember her from episode 44. She was an academic living in Germany, had a PhD in ancient history and archaeology, and gave it all up. Left with only $300 in her pocket, landed in Mexico, and has made a life for herself now in Nicaragua for the last two years. She's also made a big investment in Nicaragua. She bought her dream little jungle home. She went home, got some personal loans, and came back and, and took the plunge. And in today's episode, we go into change and how things sometimes change unexpectedly and how we deal with change. Because right now, the political situation in Nicaragua has scared off all foreign investment, all tourists. So all of us living here are in a situation where we have to make moves, make adjustments, try to figure out how we're going to continue to design the lives that we love so much and live here in Nicaragua. So we had a really nice conversation where we go into how we, we deal with it and what we're thinking we're going to do about this new situation that we find ourselves here in Nicaragua with. Please remember that if you like Misfits and Rejects, if you like the message, if you like me and what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows artists, creators to let their fans support them with a donation, a monthly donation of whatever you want, a dollar, five dollars, fifteen, it's up to you. And if not, that's totally cool. Sharing Misfits and Rejects with a friend is also super appreciated. You know, me getting more subscribers is always really, I think, helpful in everything that I'm trying to accomplish online. So please, if you can just share it with somebody that you like and want to get them super psyched about maybe trying something new or going out on a new adventure, I would really appreciate it. So you can support Misfits and Rejects on Patreon at patreon.com slash backslash Misfits and Rejects. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode or this conversation with Yazi Rashid. Welcome to Misfits and Rejects, a podcast about the lifestyle design of expatriates, travelers, entrepreneurs, and adventurers. I'm your host, Chapin Cruder. Enjoy. I didn't fit in America. With cocaine, there's just always too many guns and too many bad attitudes. I quit the limiting stories. Really try to overcome that fear. And right there, for any of your listeners, a lot of what I was to do in the rest of my life was formulated by the fact I just went and did it. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I am joined again by the lovely Yazi Rashid from episode 44. And we're just going to have this discussion today about a topic that has struck both of our lives rather drastically in the last, what, three weeks? And it's become, I think, more and more clear that a giant change is on the horizon <laughs> for all of us down here in Nicaragua. And just to give you a folks background on what's going on in Nicaragua, about three weeks ago, the government decided to cut the social welfare, 5%, I believe it was, um, and the whole country erupted in protest. There was some violent clashes and it just kind of peeled back that final layer. Might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. We don't know yet for sure, but people want change. They want things to be different here. Um, it is the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere behind Haiti. Um, so there's a lot of poverty around us. Can't say I, I see people starving to death, but I mean, people live day to day here. And to have the government say that we're not going to pay you a certain percentage of what we once said we were, people were upset. 
And thus far, that has left us in a country void of tourism, and we rely heavily on tourism. So, Yaji's going to sit here with me today, and we're going to kind of go over change, how we're dealing with change, what we've done in the past when change came upon us, and see what comes out of it. Yazi, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> that was a long one, huh? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I've been here on and off for the last 13 years, spent the majority of the last 13 years here, relied heavily on the surf tourism that was flooding into this country to pay bills, to live my life. Um, and now it's literally dried up, like gone, nothing. Like I've had to cancel multiple retreats because of it. I don't foresee this changing anytime soon when you know the, the American media gets a hold of something and sensationalizes it to the way that it has. Um, people are very afraid now of Nicaragua, even though I think you and I both feel it's still exactly the way it was, safety-wise. I don't know, how do you feel about all this? Well, um, safety-wise, I would say I think we're in a good spot because we're on the beach, we're on the coastline, we're not in the cities. I think in the cities it would feel different. Um, and I was in Colombia the day the riot started. And um, when I came back from Colombia just six days later, uh, I could feel the difference in Managua. There was just very little people on the streets. Um, it felt different. The market was kind of empty. Um, a lot of the market stands were closed. And it might not have felt unsafe, but the sensation of being there was definitely a different one. Um, but here on the beach, for now, I feel I really feel nothing has changed except for the huge fact that no tourists are coming anymore. Yeah. And you made an investment about, what, six months ago? No? In November. In November. November. Um, you bought a nice little property outside of San Juan, your dream house, I think you called it. Because yeah. in episode 44, you were thinking about doing that. You know, you're going to make this investment you were really excited about. You you went home, you rallied, you found per personal or private loans from friends and family, I think a bank loan too, and yeah. you took the plunge and you became a, a homeowner in Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, no one foresaw this coming, but same with tourism, investment has completely dried up as well. You know, people who were in the real estate game, have a lot of clients backing out because it's uncertain what the future holds here in Nicaragua. Um, how do you feel about all this right now, considering, you know, where you're at financially? And <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have the house, right? And I just uh, recently had to think of my dad, uh, who was one of the very rare voices that kind of warned me to actually buy a house in Nicaragua just, bec just because it's a third world country. And he told me, Yazi, you never know what to expect. And I was assuring him mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to be okay and that Nicaragua is one of the upcoming travel destinations and that there's a lot of tourists and that whatever I would invest would surely be worth more in a few years. Um and, and your game plan, sorry to interrupt, 
was to Airbnb it. Is that correct? To help pay the mortgage on the house? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to rent it out um, as little as possible to at least cover the loan that I need to pay back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that plan now isn't working. Um, so now I'm in debt um, and I don't really earn money um, because the place where I work uh, doesn't generate money. So there I can't get paid. And um, yeah, and the same for the house. Nobody wants to rent the house for the moment. I had um, I had the hope that there would be some surfers around um, who just don't really care, who just want to go surf. Um, but so far, nobody has contacted me or shown interest in renting the house. So um, now I have to think about how how to make it work. I still have a little bit of money. It's not enough for the loan. It's basically enough for a couple of mo- a few more months. Um, but then I really need to. Well, I actually I need to decide now more or less how I'm gonna gonna cope and earn some money to pay back the loan. What are your options? Well, I guess there's a lot of options. Um, well, for one, I could go back to Europe, uh, find a job. I'm pretty sure I could work somewhere in a cafe or in a bar or, I don't know, maybe even get back into editing and fact-checking and trying to reconnect with people I worked for in the past. Um, but on the other hand, I have to be aware that I haven't been working in that field for two years now because I just wasn't there um so yeah so that would be one possibility the other possibility would be just making an effort now to um to contact people at home and try to do something online like editing translations uh also the fact checking or just research or Mm -hmm writing proposals, correcting theses from universities, from students, something like that. Um, Just so the audience, we can remind the audience that you have your PhD in ancient history and archaeology, right? Yes. And prior to leaving it all behind and going and following your dreams of doing something out in the world of not like, yeah, I mean, you left everything to come to Central America. Yeah. And... um, but yeah, that's something you could always fall back on too, right? I mean, well, that's what I'm asking myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be a, a thought that that comes pretty soon, or even first. Like, just go back to doing what you did in the past. But at the same time, I can see that time has passed, right? And I'm really not so sure if these two years of not being in the field are are going to be some kind of out for me, like. How easy is it really going to be to compete with someone who's just like, you know, fresh and has the whole drive and and not someone who decided <laughs> to leave it behind and to live in a non-academic world more than than in an academic one? Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't know. So what in the past has come across your plate in life that um, is relatable to this kind of significant change that we're facing right now. Um, I mean, you, you made a, you had a huge change in career path when you worked so hard at your PhD, you were going towards a life of academia and then left it all. Um, I know you were married at one point and you know, you went your separate ways with your ex-husband. That was a big change. 
How do you normally deal with change when you are faced with big changes? Oh, I think it really depends what it is. Um, so I can't really compare a situation to change that is connected to political um, change like it is now. Um, like that, that's something that I haven't experienced. Um, this is an unforeseen drastic change that's occurring now. It has never happened to you before. Yeah, like economically, of... politically. No, I was in a pretty safe, steady place in mm -hmm. Germany. I think there's no major happenings in these last, or since I've grown up, or since I was born, um, that I had to deal with. Um, I think the first change that was very hard on me was the divorce of my parents, when I think back. Um, and... That was pretty hard to deal with. <laughs> How did you cope with it? Uh, I think I didn't for a lot of years. Um, really? For a lot of years, I... Oh, I don't know. I felt somewhere in between rejected and lost. Um, hopeless. But that's from the perspective of a child. I was 11 when my parents divorced. Um, so... Yeah, that was that was that was just connected to, I mean, the obvious points like the family falling apart, right? Um, everyday life changing, like not having that family life together anymore. Um, uh, I only saw my dad every second weekend and once a week, um, and my dad helped me through it somehow. He he managed to give me some steadiness within change and that's a really beautiful thing that I that I mention every now and then is my dad actually called my sister and I every day on the phone at round about 7 p.m. and he did that for many many years um, and I remember when I moved out from home I was 18 and at some point my dad didn't call anymore and then we talked to each other and I told him, I'm like, hey, I haven't heard from you. And he's like, well, Yazi, you know, you moved out from home now. And I thought, I don't really need to call you every night. <laughs> um, so that was that that helped me deal with change. Just like um, find some steadiness and something to rely on. Hmm. Um, and I guess that's the same I still do. I try to find something that I can rely on. And the older I get, the more that's myself. Like, um, that I know that my decision-making, um, in the end of the day, even if it sometimes seems like a hustle or a struggle or whatever, but at the end of the day, I will always find myself in a good place. So now, I think that's the most important, how I deal with change, is just, I know that I can rely on myself and I'll figure it out somehow. And sometimes I need help, friends and family and other people to figure it out. Um, but, but yeah. Most of all, that's just confidence in my decision-making and my intuition. Mm -hmm. My intuition <laughs> failed me a little bit with Nicaragua. Uh, so that's, yeah, it, it sounds a little weird coming out of my mouth now. But, um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that steadiness is interesting. You know, maybe keeping a routine or having that friend or doing something through a period of time which is in flux that can keep you on track without spiraling into 
a part of your mind or a behavior that would be unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like when my parents divorced, yeah, the, tra- the chain was drastic, but the way they handled it was really cool. Dad moved across the street. Dad came over every night for dinner. Um, it was very cool. We just had two two homes, so that really helped that support mm-hmm. of the, the the parents and keeping things more or less the same, but not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, like coming to a place in myself, like you just described, where I had the confidence and the experience of going out and making decisions that ultimately worked out in my favor. Yeah. To know that that I always can figure it out. Um, I don't think that you made a bad decision in buying the, the house, you know, but yeah, it's, it's unforeseen. Like the investment you made is probably going to have to sit a while before yeah. it's going to be more of a viable Airbnb or even a, a house that you can flip and make some money on. I have no regret. And that's like, good. Yeah. There's no regret because as you said, it's kind of my dream, dream house, my tiny little sanctuary in the jungle. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I know I'll figure it out. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that not at times I don't get scared, maybe, of the future. And there's also moments where I get worried. Um, but we just had a conversation the other day. It's like the majority of time there is trust and there is faith and there is belief and there is strength and patience and yeah, which are all things also, I guess, to deal with change somehow or mm-hmm. to help you deal with change. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think with this time, you really, I really feel like uh, I'm going to have to go out again into the world mm-hmm. in, an, in a different way than I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. I feel like the safety nets that I've always had and relied on are still there, but I'm less willing to utilize them. Yeah. Not out of pride per se, but I feel like it's time to maybe go out and continue on with what I'm doing, you know, but giving it, adding more risk or taking more responsibility, I haven't really figured it out for myself yet, you know, like maybe do I need to go get a nine to five and work on my side hustle for a few years to really get it off the ground? Um, Because right now I've been just going all in on the side hustle (laughs) and then going home when I go broke, (laughs) getting a chunk of change and coming back and doing it again. Yeah. And I'm happy with where I've gotten it. And one thing I like about where I'm at now, which I didn't really realize where I was at until this whole thing happened in Nicaragua, which is I have diversified my income streams, which I never, which I've talked about in past episodes. I talked about it in two episodes, last episode with Chris Shanks, how he's diversified income streams um, and leveraged some of his skill sets in unique ways mm-hmm. that all his eggs aren't in one basket, like the tourist basket. And I realized today on my run that like, man, like I'm about to launch my course again tomorrow um, to Americans, to Australians, to British people who they're not afraid of coming to Nicaragua or they're not even considering coming to Nicaragua, you know, but they're going to get to surf with me online, you know, in in the online space. And that might be an income stream that it becomes more viable. You know, I put myself on Patreon. allowing the, the audience if they choose to support me, you know, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool website where artists, people who are creating something, um, their fans can choose if they want to support in any oh, way, wow. you know, like a dollar a month or $5 a month or even just sharing it, you know, and 
it's a really nice platform for artists and people just creating things that people might want to support. So there's another way, you know, and I don't have all the eggs in one basket like I used to where last time when I went completely broke, like 2014, just like hit a wall here and couldn't figure it out and then went home. Now I feel like I'm more able to cope with this change and not feel so desperate and, and nervous about what's what's going to come because 2014 was like I was waking up at three in the morning like cold sweats like super stressed on my financial situation going for jogs like freaking out like how am I going to continue to design this life that I love so much mm-hmm. when I just I can't figure it out I don't see the angles and now you know whatever four years later I find myself back in Nicaragua slowly going broke but with a few more options moved around the board and then you know with the changes on the horizon that I foresee not really benefiting mm-hmm. the tourism here like I think that uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what this last four years of work has really done for me mm-hmm. and could do for me as far as being able to stay you know maybe I can stay and afford to continue to live and on the little income that hopefully my surf corps course continues to generate I don't know but yeah change is interesting because a lot of people will say they don't like change change is hard um, and I think you touched upon something really cool that I don't know if everyone can say or ex- has experience where it's like you get to that point where you're confident in yourself to know that no matter what change comes to you what types of change come at you you'll be able to navigate through it rather than just freezing and not knowing what to do and how to react and respond. Because sometimes people just freeze. They don't know they're getting a divorce, for example, and they just the, the one partner just doesn't know how to cope without having the other partner around. And yeah. they just crawl, curl up in a ball and lie, lie still for a year or two, you know, whatever. I think it's also about accepting challenges and ultimately growth. Um, yeah, you can you can you can be defeated and maybe obnoxious a little bit about change, but in the end of the day, the only the only well, only through change you can you can achieve something more than whatever you have achieved so far in the past. Um, and I think it's great. I mean, like you said, you diversi- diversified your ways of in- income, and and you can say you went from from a place where you couldn't cope, maybe for days or weeks or I don't know how long, um, until yeah, up to now where you where you say you can. Yeah, yeah. I think for me too, this this process, this podcast, my lifestyle design. I'm hoping to use as a sort of example you know somebody like me going out and striving for what I want you know yeah um, not to say that I don't have to I might have to go back to the states in two weeks I don't know yeah. um, that's to be determined but I'd like yeah to continue to navigate and be successful to show that like you can set your course and set your mind to something and move towards it and have to yes jump up around and over certain obstacles um, adapt be willing to like let one idea morph into something that you hadn't originally wanted or hoped it would become, but it seems to be the the better, more natural path for 
whatever product you're creating or consumers are buying mm -hmm. or I don't know and yeah it's interesting I've seen a lot of expats um, move back and forth and uh, I mean a lot of them really go back to the States or to Europe or wherever and work three to six months and then come back and stay a while and then do it again and I kind of had the hope for myself that I wouldn't wouldn't need to do that so I really thought I could leave the westernized world behind um, for longer as is possible now probably um, but I'm yeah I'm, I'm a little bit in doubt um, if I can actually do it because I just left so freshly like yeah I mean I really cut all the cords that was just in August last August so that's pretty recent um, yeah now the thought of needing to go back to work to do exactly the one thing that I actually didn't want to do anymore in that way like have a nine-to-five uh, it sucks a little bit yeah let's talk about that because this is interesting because I, I feel like I've been where you're at multiple mm -hmm. times <laughs> where it's like I genuinely and I still do I genuinely want to be able to cut that tie to needing to go back to the States and make money I'd like to be more self-sufficient in this design that I'm trying to create for myself um, do you feel like a failure if you have to go back and in, into the academic world that you left two years ago? No, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, because I know, um, to make my dream work, it's just, it's a necessity for the moment. I need to earn money. Um, and here I didn't really need to earn that much money just because life is cheap and yeah the lifestyle is a different one um and it's a third world country um and back at home working is more just just to pay the bills really um so you you i mean you easily spend what 10 to for me it's euros like i easily spend 10 to 15 euros a day just to move through the city and eat and that's little i guess um I don't I don't really know how I feel about it. Um I'm skeptical that that I can do it although at the same time I want to see it as an opportunity to um experience something new, um change, um and and take up the challenge and and see if maybe now the feeling to it is a different one because I've already managed to leave it behind. Um, so I'm a step further. It's not just a longing I have or yearning or however you call that. Um, but it's, it's something that I actually achieved. So, so it might be easier to, to just go back and, and see it as, as just a sidestep still heading in the right direction. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. And I think you touched upon like how you, how you perceive it. Like when I asked, will you feel like a failure? You're like, no, it's like, if I don't look at it in that way, then no, of course not. I want to see it as an opportunity, you know, within a necessary change that has to occur in order for me then to continue forward on my other path that I'm more interested in ultimately living. Yeah. Lifestyle that I'm most interested in designing. So, yeah, going home is not necessarily 
oh, I failed. I wasn't able to achieve my goal. Maybe I can say I was probably unrealistic, you know, a few years ago when I left everything to go to Thailand. And I was like, I'm going to give myself six months to make money online. And all I need to do is make $500 a month online. I can live in Thailand and have a great, you know, it just wasn't realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also wasn't realistic to, to can think I'm going to have one income stream online that's going to support my lifestyle. I'm going to need multiple. And so as I continue to step forward and the story starts to reveal itself to me, I, I have learned that my vision was very narrow, mm-hmm. you know, and I needed to walk out into the world to really see all the different perspectives and what was really in store for me as I choose to design this life that I want. Because I think when we start with an idea, we see maybe an end goal that like for a podcaster, for example, like me reaching out to the famous people that I'd love to chat with is, I don't, I think completely unrealistic as you're starting out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you're a good hustler, a good chatter, you can get them on your podcast. Not me, man. Like I reach out to people all the time and I either get no response or, but what I have learned from reaching out is there's some really rad people that I would have never like reached out to mm-hmm. until I started having to go down those has because the Anthony Bourdain's of the world or the Lady Gaga's or whoever I get really psyched on for the moment, like <laughs> they don't really want to talk to me right now, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> you tried to get Lady Gaga on the podcast? Yeah, I watched her Netflix. <laughs> I was like, that chick is so cool. She's such a misfit and a reject. Like, I want to talk to her. Oh. I, I hit her up on Instagram. They didn't get back to me. But That's great. I think that walking, like change, like you said, brings opportunity to become something that you might have never thought you could have become because we just don't have that context or that creativity, that creative vision to know like what's going to happen. And without change, without sometimes forced change, like we're going through right now, unforeseen forced change where it's like, this isn't going to work much longer. Tours aren't coming <laughs> yeah. and we need to, we need to eat. We need to like still maintain a certain level of like life comfort or however we want to live. So we need to adapt and think about this quick. And it's kind of like I always say, life is challenging us and pushing us in a direction yep. that I don't know where it's going to take me. But Do you feel like you're going to stay in Nicaragua? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. As, if, if you had asked me that like three weeks ago, I would have said, heck yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I have scheduled for the next six months retreats every month. Oh, yeah. You know, so this next month's retreat canceled. Um, we're considering moving retreats maybe to Costa Rica, just across the border and commuting for retreats. I don't know if I can generate enough money through the online ventures that I do have. Sure. I'll stick around a while. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more people I want to talk to, get on this podcast in San Juan that I haven't had an opportunity to, you know, (laughs) I feel like you can rent my house. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Be a good solution for everybody. But Change is an interesting thing and sometimes very uncomfortable to have to go through. But like you said, change will bring about certain things within you that you didn't know you had. But you have to be willing, I think, to, like you said earlier, look at it from a positive perspective, accept it. Fighting it in this, like fighting it in this situation for us is futile. You know, like there's not a marketing campaign that's going to bring tons of tourists here right now. No. So 
It's accepting it for what it is and trying to move forward. Mm. Yeah, I agree. In creative ways that still fulfill us enough to where we're not going back to something that we absolutely hate, <laughs> you know? So I guess that'll be one more question I want to maybe before we end, like, I like how you're thinking about if I do go back, I want to see it as an opportunity. What's one thing that you will absolutely not do <laughs> in order to make ends meet if you were to go back? Oh, I actually imagined it today. I thought for a moment I'm going to talk to the to the um, head of the magazine that I had worked for um, and just ask him to work for the magazine again. Um, but let's say his character and mine <laughs> do not go very well together. So I went it through in my head and I talked to him and I imagined and then I decided, no, Yazi, this is the one thing you're not going to do. I'm not going not gonna to ask him for a job. Um, and I'm probably not going to go back to academic life. Um, just because that's not me. It's an, it's an elbow society. It's an ivory tower. It's, that is really something that I turned my back on. Um, which doesn't mean that I don't want to use my mind, um, in the same way I maybe did back then. But yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be academics. It's going to, and if so, a, a softer version of it. I think that's. Yeah, it's so natural. Like we're such creatures of habit to like go back to your old boss, ask for a new, you know, your old position back. But you can, the outcome is kind of predictable. You're not necessarily challenged to the point where you get to learn something increasingly new about yourself. You know, where if you try to get a job in another academic field or in something else, then you really get to see if you can flourish or learn, you might learn something new or learn something new about yourself. I don't want to sit in an office for eight hours a day in a city, mm. um, in a, in a, let's say cold surrounding somehow that is just, um, that just focuses on, um, outcome. So here we go. Audience, all you li beautiful listeners out there, Yazi, pitch your credentials to everybody and maybe somebody would offer you a job. Let them know what you got. You got a PhD in ancient history and archaeology. <laughs> You're an excellent writer. You edited ancient texts. You are sharp as a tack. What other skill sets do you have? My skill sets. Um, I'm a very good editor. I'm very good with language. Um, Mostly with German language, though, um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm organized, structured, um, very willing to work, too. Um, I think my mind works um, in a lot of different ways. Um, that is the academic and the non-academic, too, just because of the lifestyles I've lived so far and the one I'm living right now. Um, translations, English, German, anything really that's connected to language and writing. Um, I can do, I can do a very, very good job. There you go. Um, so if anyone out there has any books that need translating, articles, papers, um, or just edited, Yazi is your girl. Yazi <laughs> Rashid. How can people reach out to you? What's your email? What's the best way to contact you? Facebook? Uh, probably email is good. It's uh, easy. It's mail at, and then it's jasmine. Um, hyphen rashid.de. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes so everyone can, uh, he's got all this work for you they can send your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you, chatting Jacob. with me.
Thank you so much for joining me in this episode with Yazi Rashid. It was really nice chatting with her. She is a very smart, very down-to-earth lady um, and also a housemate, somebody I get to spend a lot of time with and just get to pick her mind and brain and, and love chatting with her and think that she has wonderful things to offer this world and hope that maybe we can drum up some, uh, some work for her online, translating, doing what she's really good at. And I just really appreciate you always sitting back, taking the time, joining me for these conversations. I hope that they are inspiring you to maybe go out there and try something new or you're connecting with somebody's stories and saying to yourself, hey, you know what? I kind of want to do that too. I'm going to give it a go. So thank you again. You are greatly appreciated. And if you want to support Misfits and Rejects, remember you can support me on patreon.com backslash Misfits and Rejects. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspires you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new, to live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it's the perfect one for you. And I'll see you next time.